Hello all, this is Blonde Hair Girl. I was sleeping really nicely when somebody significant to me tried to FaceTime me and woke me up. <laughs> and it's like, what what would Blonde Hair Girl do when she's woken up in the middle of the night? I mean, besides like, so I was, I was laying here for I don't even know how long trying to... Uh, do my lucid dreaming. It's really, really cool to lucid dream and sort of go with a theme and and be awake and asleep at the same time. It's like a, on this edge. It just, oh God, it just feels so good. It really does. But I got to thinking about something and I and I felt like I wanted to do a podcast. It's an idea. And so I wanted to talk about, I don't know, I, I, I mean, one of the thoughts has to do with just miss, I'm missing something, like I just miss someone. I just miss their presence. I miss getting these, these, uh, I don't know, I miss connection, I guess. And, and I'm, I'm coming back to this understanding of myself that I am, that I am human. I, I really do expect a lot from myself. I really do. I I have really high standards or expectations of myself and I and I was laying here thinking about how I miss my mom. And I know that my mom is with me. I I can feel her, I can hear her. But I can't see her, and I can't call her on the phone. And it's just different. And this is going to be the first holidays, you know, without my mom since she passed. And, and I'm a little bit sad. You know, it's always kind of challenging the first whatever it is after a loss. And the loss of my mom was a pretty big one. And then I got to thinking about the loss of my dad. My dad passed away, and it really changed the trajectory of my life. I, I was on this trajectory and this understanding, not the same, the same understanding that I have today, but... I had an understanding and a connection to that, which I call God. You could call it other things, but I call it God. And the loss of my father, my dad just, it, it did something to me that I, this level of trust just in life in general, that 
that I, but there was also this understanding that my dad was always with me. I just knew he was. I knew it. Because I could, I could, like, hear him. I could sense him. I knew that he was there. He was with me. But my dad, my dad had this really stoic attitude about grief. And that he would, he would say things, you know, about people who would just cry and, and get really sad and at funerals and make a big fuss. And so I was not about to do that. And, and so then the loss of my mother. And then I, I've been, I was, I was just really trying to identify what it is that I, I, the weekends are just kind of lonely for me. They're just lonely in some way. Like I, I, I actually have really sensed that I am, I am incredibly isolated right now. I, I, I don't know what's happening, but I like have, I did hear from, from my friend, Kathy, who is, my friend, Kathy is one of my best friends that I've ever had my entire life. She moved into the townhome right next to me. So we shared a wall for a couple of years. She lived here for a couple of years and, and her, so she had a place in like in Fountain Hills, which is outside of Phoenix, like North East of Phoenix. And, and then she would, so she lived here and then, but she didn't want to live there anymore. So she, and then she got a job here and she would see her significant other as much as possible. But, and she just has no idea what she got me through because she had moved here during a time in my life where I really wasn't doing very well. I've tried to, to like describe it to people, but it's really, uh, I mean, I had really bad insomnia and I was not sleeping and there were nights where I didn't sleep at all. Some nights I slept three hours, sometimes five hours if I was lucky. Um, and then a lot of nights, not at all. And then I was obsessed about sleep all day long. It was, it was horrible, but we would take these walks and there would be times where I didn't know if I could even stay on my feet. The exhaustion was so awful in my body. I, I just, and my friend Kathy was just there. She just, and we, and she had insomnia too, because <laughs> she had, for, for years, she had worked really weird hours. Like she would work like the night shift or she'd work late into the night, you know, from like 12 to 12. She would like do 10, 12 hour, you know, like 10 hour shifts, 12 hour shifts. She just worked really strange hours. And so 
she wasn't always sleeping either. And uh, we <laughs> we used to do this really funny thing. Like, she would, like, get with me, text me, and, like, you know, do you have any vodka? And I'd be like, yeah, I've got some vodka. And so I would leave the vodka at, like, the front stoop, you know, the front stairs, you know, and um, she could get the vodka. And, uh, but we would sit, we would sit out on our front steps and talk. It was kind of like our tradition, and we would have wine and just talk about our lives, and she just... And then we just stayed in touch. So she moved back to Fountain Hills for a period of time. And and uh, we stayed in touch. And she would come meet me. And um, I mean, so over the years, we have stayed in touch. And, and she ended up living here for a couple of years. So she, like, moved. She bought her own place. So for four years, she actually lived here, which was really nice. But she moved away about, I'm not sure how long ago. She moved um, about three hours away, so it's like six hours to drive to go visit her. And I, I tried to make a commitment to myself that I would go at least once a quarter to visit her, and I have not yet. I have not been. It just feels like something happens every single time. It was really weird. Like I was set to go visit her, and then I think she got COVID, <laughs> so I couldn't go visit. It was really weird. Like, how did she get COVID living in this tiny little town that she lived in, lives in? But anyway, she has been just like, and so she texted me the other day, and then we had a few texts back and forth. Um, but, but other than, it's, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly isolated. And, and part of the reason why is because, I have found that it is a whole lot better for me to not engage, especially when I'm in a zone, when I'm in a, a, a zone of, of a goal. So I have a goal, some kind of goal. I don't know what it is, but and it doesn't really matter. But and I, and I'm in a zone and, and so it's better for me to not engage with other people who are going to pull me off that trajectory of whatever that goal is. I had, I, I wrote down this saying, I don't know, it's something that I, that I came to my mind one day, and that is, you cannot get where you want to be by believing what is. And, and so it's like going back to this blind faith theme that I've been talking about, like believing in things that are, that are not yet. And and so it's better for me to not be around people who do not believe in that concept I'm going to tell you, most people do not. Most people do not believe in that concept. They don't. They don't think, they, they, they don't believe in, in these things that I tell them about. Um, they say that's just a coincidence, and I don't believe in coincidence. I don't believe anything's a coincidence. 
I don't believe in anything that is said to be a coincidence. I don't believe in it anymore. I've been shown too much. I've had too many of these things that have happened that, that there's no way that that could be a coincidence. That, that I, I don't believe in that. <clears throat> and so it's better for me to be like on my own. So I'm, I'm doing all these things, you know, on my own right now. And, and I, I have this level of loneliness that I'm going to admit to. People try to oftentimes, you know, talk to me about this and, you know, say things like, you know, um, that we're supposed to be happy alone. We're supposed to be, you know, if you can't be by yourself, you can't be with someone else. If you can't enjoy your own company, you're never going to enjoy someone else's, you know, just all this stuff. People have all their theories about everything. They just constant chatter about all this and and like this all of these different ideas about about this concept, but I'm just gonna say that there are times where I feel lonely because I am. I am alone. I spend a whole lot of time alone. Uh, and I do a lot of things by myself that, that, I, that I would really enjoy doing with someone else. But I'm not doing with them, them with something, someone else right now. I'm just doing them alone. <clears throat> and, and so, and this also has to do with this particular person that I am laying the foundation for. I have been laying this foundation for three and a half years. <laughs> so I finally divulged to my girls, the girl, I, I met these girls at, at, a, at an event recently, and I finally divulged to them about this amount of money that has come into my physicality that I had it in my mind movie and that is the amount of money that I that has come into my physicality I finally divulged it to them I didn't want to before I don't know I feel really weird about it it's like it's sort of like this like I don't want to be bragging I don't want to be braggy I don't want to act like I'm better than anybody because I'm not. And I don't like, but then I also want to share that these principles work. It's more about the fact, the proof that these principles work for me than anything else. And that, and then also my ability to actually have things come into my physicality in this manner. So, and what I was explaining to one of them yesterday during our Zoom call was that I've been working on this for three and a half years. It's not that this money just rolled into my life, you know, six weeks after it was in my mind movie. That's not how it really went down. It was years that I had been laying the foundation and things had been getting better and better and better and better. I used this like, 
because it works for me. This idea of like train tracks. So you got this train that's at a stop. And then when it first starts gaining momentum, it goes very, very, very slowly. It just goes very, very, very slowly. And then like sometimes it kind of goes backwards and then forwards, you know, and then sometimes it just feels like it's at a dead stop, you know, and then sometimes it, it, it starts to like go and then there's, there's no stopping it. Like the momentum, it's, it's a done deal at some point. That thing is coming, is on its way. And so, and so I have noticed that there has been a shift in me regarding this person. There's been a shift in, in, in that because partly because of this money coming into my physicality has increased my belief in this other, this other thing this other thing that I, that I have been laying the foundation for, because I've been putting in the effort in both of these areas of my life. So, so it's been, it had to be, I've done podcasts about this, like one of them was money and men, man. These were these two things that I was uh laying the foundational work for. So recently I've had this shift, but something happens on weekends for me where, where I just, I just miss him. I just miss him. I just do. I I feel I don't feel as connected. I mean, like, strangely, like, I don't quite understand why, because this person really isn't in my physicality. This person is not in my physicality, but, but I, I feel more disconnected during weekends. And, and partly, it may partly be because I'm not distracted by work, you know, or, projects or whatever, you know, I'm, I got going, but, and then just allowing myself that, allowing myself that it's okay that I'm, that I'm a human being, that I have emotions, that I have feelings about things, and it's okay for me to miss him. I've seen it as some kind of a weakness. I see missing someone as some kind of of weakness or as some kind of like so if I miss my mom, does that mean that I don't believe that she's with me? I'm going to say that again because I think that it's like key. So if I miss my mom, does, does that demonstrate somehow that I don't believe that she's with me? The mere missing of her. And see, I confuse these things. So it's like I'm not supposed to miss her because I'm supposed to believe that she's always with me. 
even though I can't see her. So it, it feels like, like, like on this road to manifestation, on this road to creating my life, that if I miss this person, that I am doing that thing, that I am pushing that person away by missing them, by, by having a crack in my belief that this person is on their way to being in my physicality. <clears throat> and I don't know if that's even true or not, but it sort of has the same feeling for me as want. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, I want this person. Okay, so you can't say that. Because if you say, I want this person, the implication is, is that this person is not already in your physicality. And you have to believe the wish fulfilled. I'm not sure who said that. I can't, of all these theorists, I cannot quote properly who says that. But I learned it from someone. You have to believe the wish fulfilled. So you have to believe it in order to receive it. And so you go around in your life just knowing that it's on its way. It's on its way. So would this be true with missing this person as well? I feel the absence of this person. More so on weekends than on, on weekdays. So is that pushing it away? Is that pushing the, the, the actual experience away from me in the missing them? And, <laughs> and all of this is just, it's just, God, you know, it's just so weird. Okay, so you cannot believe in, in, in what you cannot believe in that. Okay, now I've lost the quote that I was telling you that I, that I wrote. You cannot believe in what is, like, and have this come into your physicality. It's like you have to believe in that thing that you cannot touch, you cannot feel, you cannot, I mean, you can in your imagination, But when we, when we do this thing that messes it all up and we feel the absence of it, we theoretically push that thing away from us. And so what's ending up happening is, I guess that what's actually happening when I say that I miss him is that, is that I am focused more on the absence of him than on the presence of him, even though I do not have the presence of this person. This person is not in my physicality right at the moment. And so it's all just, it's just all like a little bit, bit, 
like so interesting, isn't it? <clears throat> it's I'm trying to I'm trying to gather my thoughts here on this thing because everything starts out this way. Like generally speaking. I mean like I think about, you know, this desire like that I had had when I was younger to have a child. So I have a desire to have a child. And then it's not just a given that you're going to get pregnant. It's not. And then you're, and then you are for nine months, you were, this baby is like growing inside of you. And so you see, and then there's this level of excitement about this baby that is not yet in your physicality. I mean, it sort of is because it's growing in you. You're feeling it moving. So you're starting to have this. I mean, it really, really is amazing to feel a baby inside of your body. It is the most amazing feeling that I can't, I, I mean, I can't describe how wonderful it is, especially if you want your child, <laughs> which I wanted my children. So, um, to feel your baby moving, you know, I just couldn't get enough of it. Just couldn't. <clears throat> and and then your baby is born. And then you're with it. You're you are caring, you are actively caring for this little life that is in your care. And forming incredible attachments to this little this little life. <clears throat> and and so I had and <laughs> and I don't know and so I'm sitting here and I'm like you know because I, I feel like in some ways it's sort of this balance because I really I really it's like so why do I have this desire for this person? I mean, aside from this person's qualities, it's not really one that I want to talk about right at this moment. I want to talk about why I desire this person. It's like, because there were aspects to relationship that I really enjoy. And part of that is is not doing all of these things that I do by myself. It's it's about partnership and and conversation and sharing of ideas and caring for someone, loving someone, sharing myself with someone. And it's not that I haven't had like amazing experiences by myself because I have. 
I have. I, I, there are some aspects to being alone that are absolutely wonderful. Like you don't have to concern yourself with somebody else's, you know, because when you, when you say, okay, you want to go see this movie, then you're going and you're sitting in this movie concerned with if they're liking the movie. When you make like this meal, you have this concern, are they enjoying the meal? You have to consider somebody else's comfort and joy, you know, and being alone, you don't have to do that. You're only concerned with your own, your own experience. You're not concerned with somebody else's experience. And so there are aspects to being alone that are, that are kind of cool. And, you know, and, and, and I, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm mentioning this, but I just, I just think this phenomena is just so crazy. I have this one friend, you know, and she's just, when she finally breaks free of this, the worst relationship that I've ever seen in my life, when she finally breaks free, well, I'm not going to date anyone. I'm just going to, you know, just be alone. And I just, it, it just makes me laugh. I mean, I'm just like, like, you, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, you really don't until you've been alone. And you've been alone for years. Unless you actually want to be alone. And there are some people that I have met through my life who really, really seem to enjoy being alone. They have no desire necessarily for anybody else. I mean, like truly. But that would not be me. And like in me being okay with that. I'll never forget my mom. Back to my mom again. She... After my, my, after a divorce in my life, um, she says to me, you know, well, you need to just give yourself a little bit of time, you know? And I said, mom, it's been five years. Is five years an adequate amount of time? She was like, oh, yeah. People, people don't understand. Especially people who are in a marriage or in a partnership. And then to be fair, I don't understand their experience either. I really don't. I don't understand their experience. To the level that they understand their experience. I don't think, I think it's very challenging for all of us to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes. I mean, like really. But it might be best to just reserve judgment <laughs> because there really are no rules, right? There really is no time frame. But there is. But my original thought on this was like, okay, so, you know, usually when I go through some kind of breakup, this is what I've noticed. I've noticed that the guy that I was involved with gets into another relationship very quickly. <clears throat> and and I end up being single for extended periods of time. So I'm trying to figure that out. You know, so what is that? And there is this balance. I mean, I think that it is it is it is nice to 
try to experience something else. Especially with somebody who doesn't really want to be alone. You know, so go find somebody else so that you're not alone. But then it's also this expectation that somebody is going to fill that. And that's not really what I'm desiring. It's like I'm not really desiring to be with somebody just because I don't want to be alone. I've demonstrated that I can be alone, that I would rather be alone than be with somebody who is just there so that I won't be alone. And I can tell the difference. I can certainly tell the difference and I'm not going to waste someone's time. And so... And so I guess I guess basically what 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 this this podcast is about is really like self-acceptance. A level of self-acceptance because I I really I really have these high expectations of myself that I am in every given moment I am going to just be in a place of absolute trust. And even though my trust is growing, and I feel like I trust more than I did even three months ago, it's definitely growing. I, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm growing. I'm, I'm, I'm moving in the direction that I want to move. I still have these moments where, where I'm lonely or I miss someone. Feeling the absence of them and like focused more on the fact that my mom has passed away than the fact that my mother is always going to be with me, or that this person is not yet in my physicality. And being okay with where I am. I mean, in some respects, it would, it would really. There would be something. I think that it would it would be equally if I didn't if I didn't miss my mom. There would be there would be something, you know, a miss. And if I didn't miss this person. <laughs> I remember my asking my dad once, how do you know when you love someone? And he actually told me, he said that you miss them. You miss them when they're not there. And I think there's an element of truth in that. just just really enjoying their presence, their spirit, their energy. And and feeling the absence of that when it's when it's not in your physicality, in my physicality. But anyway, I'm going to end this podcast and try my dangest to go back to sleep. 
<laughs> I, I sometimes I forget to put turn off my notifications when I go to bed. Hopefully, I can fall back to sleep. I don't know why my brain is um on hyper. Like why I couldn't fall back to sleep, but I do enjoy. Like I had said before, I enjoy like laying in bed with my my lucid dreaming. Oh my god. There are times where I'm not entirely sure if I like had actually fallen asleep all night long. I'm just like just riding this wave between awakeness and sleep and I just it's just so delicious. I can't It is really delicious a delicious place to be. I just, I really enjoy it. So maybe I'll go back to my lucid dreaming. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate you listening and I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap. <laughs>